What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Denim Radio. This is episode 019. Yes, our episode can legally drink in Saskatchewan and British Columbia and probably the rest of Eastern Canada. But it can't be played in the nightclubs that are 21 over. No, definitely can't drink in Salt Lake City. But you know what? We're going to keep going on anyways. We'll get there. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you tonight? I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, just chilling out here uh, in trashed ambulance land. It's a, it's a. We're doing this interview on a Monday night, and tomorrow, knock on wood, trashed ambulance will be sharing the stage with none, none other than Fat Records greats, Lagwagon and Cigar. So we're safe to say we're a little bit stoked over here. That's awesome. That's very exciting. I know you've been looking forward to that show. You're probably going to get a great turnout. So, yeah. you know, break a leg, buddy. There's, there's a part of me that's still not believing it's real because, you know, it was canceled the first time. Then we weren't on the bill the second time. It was canceled again. But I've seen, uh, I've seen videos and pictures of them in, in uh, BC. They're on their way heading east to Alberta. So it's going to happen, I think. And by the time this episode airs, I think it has happened. You guys have already been there enjoying yourself. So, yeah. What else is new over in uh, in uh, Kamloops, Sun Peaks land? Oh, not much. We went, uh, went out last night and saw a friend who played a set of electronic music uh, that he made. I've seen it out at a bar at Sun Peaks. And, you know, it's interesting. My wife and I went together and... Is for me growing up here at Sun Peaks. I've been up here since 2000. So going out to the bar now, like I've gotten older, but all the ski bum kids have stayed the same age. So it's like very interesting going to the bar now on an electronic music night somewhere I would usually never go because I'm just too old, right? Like don't want to be harsh in the young kids' vibes and whatnot. It's just hard to identify with, right? Yeah, I don't know. I can't say I've been to many raves i did uh go to like a dubstep club when i was in portugal in 2011 <laughs> so i won't say what i ingested that night but i'll just say that that was the only time in my life where dubstep like made a lot of sense to me i was like i get it now <laughs> i get it and then you, and then when you woke up in the morning did you have shame that you got that close to dubstep well, I didn't wake up in the morning. I was still awake in the morning. <laughs> but when I went to bed at noon, it was actually pretty hilarious. Me and the buddy that I went with, we were, we were like supposed to go to some like, it's called Rising Cock Hostel, where you like go party on this boat. And we're like, it's pretty Hostel, hostel, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Rising Cock. 
it's probably still going but anyways we uh when it was like so we pretty much just like packed our shit up when we got back to the, our room and we're like ready to go and we're like we would have had to like dink around and like take all these different buses to get there and just like just look at him i'm like man are you like up for this he's like no like <laughs> you want to just go you want to just book another room here and go pass out for like eight hours he's like yeah <laughs> so he went slept and we woke up he like supper time finally we're like we should go get some food like, i'll never forget my buddy ordered like a full like you know like english breakfast to like you know like eggs and everything sausages everything and then he halfway through his meal he like flags down the waitress like can i get a bowl of spaghetti <laughs> he had like a full fucking omelet everything and then a fucking bowl of spaghetti too like and then we just went back and passed out for another eight hours and we were good to go after that but that that's a, that's amazing and honestly i identify with your friend because when we were on that recent mini tour with upside down man we went for breakfast one morning and i got a, a full stack of pancakes and a meatball sandwich and everybody was just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, ah, I want both. Find you a man who can do both. <laughs> the sweet and the savory. Let's oh, die in a nutshell. <laughs> right on, man. Well, yeah. As uh, well, you and I were chatting. Oh, like just as we do throughout the week. And I got a little story for you. I told you I'd tell you, tell you it live on the air. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So uh, as you know. You know, it's tough economic times in in Canada, Alberta, BC, around the world. Like, there's just it's tough. It's tough out there. So, like a lot of millennials, like me, you know, you do the gig economy. You do a couple jobs. You got your your main job that's supposed to pay your bills, and then you do other shit. So you got walking around money. Well, I, my walking around money job uh, ended at the end of the summer, so I've been kind of without that, and I'm starting to get the harsh reality of like, oh shit, I'm running a little lean without it. So I'm I'm actively looking for another job. And what I've done in the past is social media because it's, you know, you don't got to be anywhere really. You can do it from home. You can do it from wherever. You just kind of got to monitor it, create your content, schedule it, go on with your life. And it's, you know, it's a nice little chunk of change for, uh, you know, for for money just to help, you know, ease the pain of how the cost of living these days. But anyway, so I, I, was, I was looking for one. I'm not going to name names, but I found this place on and indeed i'll just say it's an office okay I won't, I won't i won't out these people but anyway so i they say we're looking for a social media content creator i'm like oh i could do that send them a message or send them my resume everything get a response back like hey you should you can come for an interview at 6 p.m the next day see you there and i was like oh shit i had something else i had to do but i was like oh whatever i canceled that i'm like i need any work so i'm gonna go to this so I get there. Actually, first they, they had two offices. I went to the wrong fucking office first. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, no. So I went to the other one and I get in there and there's like probably like 10 people sitting in there. I'm like, oh, this is a busy office for this time of night. And then they like kind of hit me. All these people are here for the same interview that I'm like job that I'm applying to. So the dude comes out, does a little chat or whatever. And he's like, you know, Explains who he is, what they do, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden he's like, and now you guys are going to do a little pop quiz. So he like hands out a piece of paper. And like the quiz was just on the shit that he talked about just to see if people were paying attention or whatever. <laughs> I fucking wasn't paying attention. So I probably fucking flunked the test. But anyways, <laughs> and then he started calling everybody one by one, like come with me. And then they would do their interview. Then once they were done, they would leave. So I think I was kind of like middle ground. I think there's like four or five people left. And then he called me 
went up and whatever that that part of the interview was fine he just kind of asked me my experience blah 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 what i would what i can do blah 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 and then so anyways i leave and then it turns out uh, a friend of mine and my wife's so my wife was hanging out with her and she i don't know i'm not going to say how she has this intel but she know she's done work with a lot of companies in town and she knows shit about them on the hr side Mm-hmm. So also don't want to get her in trouble. So I'm not going to name any names that way, but, and she, and then, so my wife is like, Oh yeah, Josh had an interview at blank. And she's like, say that again. <laughs> and she tells me, turns out this place are like huge, huge Scientologists. Wow. And they like, like you, you, you get hired on with them. Like your onboarding package has like L Ron Hubbard literature and shit like that. Well, and she's wow. like, well, when you looked around, did you notice there's just like L. Ron Hubbard pictures everywhere? I'm like, I, I just saw some dude. I thought, <laughs> really... I thought it was somebody's grandpa. <laughs> yeah, I did look like I'm trying to like rack my brain and I don't remember seeing it. But anyway, so, so crazy. Yeah. So supposedly like, yeah, there's they have like human rights violations because like you can't force your fucking religion, whether it's, a, you know, a sci fi religion or not. You can't force people to to get on board. So, yeah, I guess there was like a story of them like doing like a company retreat and then it turns out it was like a scientology compound down in like clear water and then like one of them had to like jump a fence to get away and like lock themselves in their hotel and it's just like so yeah naturally i'm like was this nexium (laughs) 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 naturally i'm just like praying that they'll send me a message and i can (laughs) go back for a second interview but i haven't heard back but it's what you're still gonna you're still gonna work (laughs) no 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 i just want to go fuck with them Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah we can record it for the podcast silent and <laughs> yeah. do like a sting. <laughs> but that that sounds like, did you feel like a little bit manipulated when you walked in and seen that they had like kind of put you all in like a bullpen to kind of stew there? I thought that was a little strange. I've never been to an interview. I mean, like, I did go to one interview like years ago when I was kind of like trying to transition out of my, when, like I was an electrician and I was kind of sick of doing that. So I was just kind of like, applying for all kinds of weird shit. One of them was like one of those like financial groups. So I went to an interview of one of those and then I got there and there was a bunch of people and we like the guy like did a pitch and it was kind of never heard back from that one, but stuff like that still kind of has a culty vibe. It's kind of like a pyramid yeah. scheme type of shit, but this is right away when you were telling it and you said the guy started into a spiel and then gave you a quiz. I was like, it was sounding almost like the intake process. Like he was about to measure your thetans or, you know, like it was almost <laughs> like a personality test or something. Yeah. There's those aliens that were dropped in a volcano years ago. That's why I'm fucking, I'm feeling depressed. It's not, it's not the you gotta get those weight aliens of out, bud. <laughs> yeah. It's not like perfectly reasonable things to be stressed and depressed about. It's, it's aliens for sure. With anyway. real modern solutions, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's just, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that that's how my job search is going. So if any non-Scientologists wow. are out there and listening and need someone to help with your social media or do some writing for you, I'm down, but, uh, I'm not going to move my family down to join the Sea Org down in uh, fucking Vegas or wherever the hell they're mean. You're going to have Tom Cruise up your ass every day. Hey, guys, <laughs> you're you're a, what do they call them? You're a fucking oh, the, the name for people that are like. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I read yeah, the book, yeah, yeah. I read the, the book that uh, David Miscavige's niece had wrote because she like escaped from the church or whatever. So she kind of wrote a scathing thing yeah i I can't remember what you're 
I know what you're saying, but I can't remember the words. But. Yeah, yeah. Who who cares? <laughs> no, it's not that important. And yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk about it too much, or we might no. get fucking yeah shadow get, banned or targeted. Might get bombed if they're very litigious. That's the word you like to say. Yes, they're very litigious for religion for sure. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that that was my story. I mean, it was just hilarious getting the call from my friend is like don't work for them well she's like well if you need the money work for them but like just so you know so i sadly they're probably because i was kind of like you know you put on airs in the job interview so i was very confident and he's probably like this guy's way too fucking maybe too sturdy probably pick some naive young kid to he was he was like this man has the confidence of a podcast host there's no (laughs) way we can have him in here Oh, you're Josh from Denim Radio. You're way too, you're yeah. way too fucking smart for for this fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if we're offending any Scientologists, I don't care. <laughs> or pod, or podcast hosts. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll insult podcast coast, podcast <laughs> podcast coast. But... And that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> we're all a bunch of sad little idiots, but you know what? It's fun, and we had a really good one th- this week. We uh, chatted with CC Lightning and, and Jiffy. briefly Jiffy from the band Autogram. Um, so these dudes, it's kind of like a new wave band. So you know, we like to say we're punk and punk adjacent. So we were kind of like, yeah, you know what, this guy, uh, these guys, you know, they're not exactly the type of band we'd always talk to. But uh, you know what, they got. You know, we're just like they're they're involved in the punk community. We thought so. We're like, oh yeah, let's talk to them. They're probably cool people. And then yeah, the ultimate judging a book incorrectly by its cover. These dudes are more punk than both of us. Like, <laughs> fucking been in the played in like some pretty heavy hitter punk bands like Black Halos and what do you say Spitfires and Spitfires, bunch of other bands. Yeah, yep. yeah, really cool bands from uh, from uh, the Vancouver punk rock scene in the nineties, early two thousands and stuff, and and Germany. Yeah, out. lived in Germany, played in some pretty crazy bands. So yeah, they they quickly outpunked us and put us in our place. But you know, yes. just really, really cool dudes. It was it was it was great to talk to them. And uh, yeah, we've been spinning their their new record. That's called Music That People Can Play. Is that something? Music right? that humans can listen. Humans to, can. Think. Oh shit! We better get that right. We're terrible at our <laughs> we're terrible at our job, Jesus. <laughs> it's music that humans can play. So we were we were half I had half and you had half right. But yeah, music that humans can play. It came out on Stomp Records like literally a couple of weeks ago in its entirety. And yeah, they're they're getting some spins on some some heavy hitters across the, the nation and uh, beyond, internationally even. So we think you guys are gonna dig this interview. And it was uh <laughs> Well, let's just call it the first time since we switched over to Zoom. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. But and uh, yeah, I think it's pretty smooth. I guess we'll see how the final. It's it's not only smooth, but it's girthy. <laughs> it's smooth and girthy, yeah. and uh, yeah. So we, as we've mentioned before, I was using Skype much to all of our guests' chagrin. I wanted to really upgrade, but since my computer's so old, the computer just said no. Like fuck off, you. I ain't working on on this old dinosaur machine, but you know what? We got zoom and I think it's already a step up. So we'll, 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 we'll just keep at it. So yeah, we're going to hear from those fellas. Well, poor Jiffy's the iPad or whatever he's on did not last. So he, he's only on it for about half the interview and he had to duck out, but 
Good chat with Cece all the way through. So yes, we're going to play a couple songs and jump to the interview. So what do you want to hear? Uh, can I hear uh, Plastic Punk by Autogram? Our boys on the show here. Plastic Punks. Yeah, plural. Plastic Punks. Yes. And uh, as for me, I guess for the high-end denim world, um, yeah, check out our shows tab on the website, highendenimrecords.com. See all the shows coming up, but as in terms of uh, like music we got coming out, we were... Uh, we haven't got them yet, but we're working with a Finnish band called Bucket, and they hit us up. And they're, we're going to handle the Canadian distro of their upcoming album. Probably have some more information about that, but as of as it stands, they got one song out called Superhero. So I think I better play that, see if you guys get stoked on these dudes. And then, yeah, once they land here in sunny Red Deer, we'll, uh, we'll have them ready to ship out to all you punk lovers. So yeah, if you got nothing else to say, let's let's bop into the into the music and then the interviews. Sounds good to me. All right, here we go. We got some autogram and some bucket. This is Casey from Tarantula Tapes, and you're listening to Denim Radio.
This is Diego from Prong Rock Mag. You're listening to Denim Radio. What's going on? Welcome back to Denim Radio. I'm Josh. We've got Ty over there, and we're pleased to welcome Vancouver slash Seattle slash Chicago, I think I read. Mm-hmm. whole bunch of cities. We got CC Voltage and Jiffy coming all the way from their respective towns, which I think they're both in Vancouver, but correct me if I'm wrong. How's it going, we guys? Are, yeah. Yeah. Welcome. The Americans are not representing tonight, unfortunately. No, they both had to work. That's yeah. good. We don't need them. No, <laughs> cool. Well, welcome to the show, guys. How are you doing tonight? Very good. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Why don't you uh, quickly? Did I? Did I didn't even mention your band name? Did I? Autogram. I, yeah, I think I, you did. Maybe, maybe you didn't. I, I remember. <laughs> you did oh. mention it again. Mention it again. I was just pretty keep good. saying it over and over. It's over here for. Autogram, 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 autogram. Autogram, Why don't you guys uh, give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do in the band? Go ahead, Cece. Okay, sure. I'm Cece. I play bass. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've been in all sorts of different bands in Vancouver over the years, and uh, I think Jiffy has too, so I'll I'll let Jiffy go next. Um, I am Jiffy Marks. I... uh... I play synth. Originally, I played synth and guitar and sing, uh, but we, for this record, uh, had a. We have another guitar player join the band, Lars, who is our Seattle representative, and uh, so now I just play keys and sing. Right on. And for the folks at home, these fine fellows just dropped music that humans can play. Correct. Am I right? Yep. <laughs> November seventeenth. Still fresh. Yeah. Last yeah, month. fresh as can be. When I was chatting with CC, he's like, "Hey, my band is dropping an album. How about you interview us?" So <laughs> it was uh, worked perfectly. Yeah, how's the how's the release going, guys? Good, good, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's what number nine on the Canadian campus charts right now, and uh, a bunch. Of, yeah, we were on things. CBC One. That was a first for me. I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. This I've been doing this for a long time, but that was pretty. I didn't get to hear it though, so I was I was actually kind of brokenhearted. But I did have one person say, "Hey, you're on CBC right now," and I was that's, like, "What? That's the big one. That's awesome." Uh, yeah, so it's been going good. Yeah, there's been like plenty of nice things being said in the press and uh, some good radio um, attention. So that feels really good. Yeah. Well, uh, as we mentioned, you know, we're kind of a, a punk rock podcast. We're fairly new, but uh, um. For me, it felt like I was stepping in a, a time machine back to the 80s when I threw you guys on. Is that obviously intentional? Is that like a a brand of music that you guys have always loved? Yes. <laughs> no question. I mean, we're both like, we both grew up as musicians in the sort of like punk all ages scenes when we were young. And uh, so I think that that shows, cuts through a little bit, I hope still, you know, that mm-hmm. we're not. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but that's that was the intention when we started. We were like we listened to a couple of different albums that we really thought were uh, kind of amazing. And the one more most important one would have been Twenty Twenty. And Jeff and I, listened, Jiffy and I, listened to uh, song Yellow Pills together in uh, Berlin together, and that was kind of the spark that started the whole thing. Yellow Pills, what's that? That's a song band Twenty Twenty. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a well known song, but it was a, it was really like uh, the sort of spark that lit the fire for us. Okay, so you've always played, messed around with since then, Jiffy? 
Uh, no, actually not at all. It's uh, I would say maybe the silo, our drummer, brought that side to the band. Well, I I think me and CZ wanted to start a band that had synths in it, and so it was like, oh, we should we should ask the silo, who is an amazing drummer, but also well versed in synthesizers. Is that sort of how it worked out, CZ? Yeah, totally. Yeah, like it made sense because neither of us played synth, and he did. So it just I think we asked him to be in the band, and it just because he's playing drums, it ended up that I was I ended up playing the synth live, but he plays lots of them on the recordings. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. somewhat you know what you're doing with the keyboard or piano or whatever enough that you could pull it I off. Mean, <laughs> Barely, but yeah, I mean, these are like the, the line, you know, the synth lines are usually fairly simple. So yeah, and and we almost, almost uh, only use like monosynth, which is just like single hand kind of stuff. I mean, I still play with both hands, but it's like, it's not like piano concertos. Like I, I am not in any way trained to play the piano, but for what we do, it works. I mean, that's, you know, we are, we're still a punk band, like it's like three chord punk with synths. So it, it, it's easy enough for me to get along. That's awesome. That's, that's the inspiration that all of us punk musicians need, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Gee, that's great. Yeah. It goes back to that whole DIY ethos, right? Like just grab an instrument and try it and make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. Sure. And we've been doing it for a long time. So I guess we, are slightly better at those instruments now than we were, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago, whatever it is. But, but, um, yeah. Um, do you find, uh, like, are you able to slot into to punk shows like punk bills now and not feel super out of place? Or do you find you're, you're playing with different style bands than when you did when you're in more aggressive bands? Uh, I think we kind of like have always played punk shows and it's been like we have played a few non-punk shows and those ones always seem a little different although we've you know i i well less so cc but the silo and i have both been in non-punk bands so it's not like we haven't played shows that weren't punk shows but i just think autogram has always like felt more welcome at the punk shows than we have at the the big kind of rock like i don't know mainstream festival kind of gigs that we've done um yeah, I think our, I mean, our live show is a, is a different animal. I, I mean, it may come across on the albums as sounding very authentically 80s or whatever, but when we play our shows, they're quite punk rock. But I mean, what we're trying to emulate is bands like, I don't know, whatever, the Go-Go's or Devo or stuff like that, who are basically punk bands anyway, right? Back yeah, in those exactly. times. Like the, uh, the infamous yes. Bad Religion album. <laughs> Do you ever hear that one? It's only over when you give up, is that what it's called? No, Into the Unknown, that's what it's called. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they uh yeah they definitely changed direction pretty quick after that album back to the the punk way but it's kind of found a, a home now like people are yeah exactly I'm surprised it hasn't been like reissued on vinyl because uh, it's certainly a highly sought after album and I mean I don't I mean I don't I don't listen to it all the time but I definitely at one point I I sought it out and like you know downloaded it and like it's pretty cool I don't know I mean there's a lot like. It's way better than the Bad Religion Christmas album, in my opinion. So, <laughs> to each his own, I guess. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Yeah, I was just wondering how the, just the different crowds, right? Because, I mean, as a punk band, like I play in a skate punk band that's pretty fast, and sometimes we get put together with other bands. But I kind of find as long as you're, like, professional, you know, like, got your shit together, people are kind of receptive, even if maybe it's not the kind of music 
they would normally yeah. listen to so i mean i still think that's kind of part of punk too like and maybe that is like from coming up in the 90s but like the scene was a lot smaller so and i mean i, I came from Cal- like i'm from calgary so the okay. scene back then was quite a bit smaller like there was only so many bands and they didn't definitely didn't all sound the same so you know a hardcore band would play with a punk band we'd play with a ska band or whatever you know and uh yeah i mean that's i don't think that's unusual for the history of punk like i think mm-hmm. band you know like i there is some scenes where it's like hardcore bands only play with hardcore bands but exactly. I, per- personally yeah. i i like to see a little bit of variance you know in a in a show or like you know i mean i don't know you know when i made mixtapes for people when i was in high school like i wouldn't just put the descent like it wasn't 20 descendant songs on it you know like there'd be some hardcore there'd be some skate punk there'd be whatever hip-hop a little bit of hip-hop maybe yeah maybe i mean yeah yeah, you think about like if you look at like a skate video skate videos don't only have skate rock you know there's lots of like hip-hop and all kinds of stuff you know like you think about it like weird soundtrack music like there's all it's like it doesn't necessarily like a better I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I, well, I guess what I'm saying is I like a little variety. Mm. Especially when you play music too, like I've found, you know, you know, playing bass in a different kind of band that isn't punk. It's like fun and you learn a lot. So yeah, totally. As a musician, it's good to not keep yourself in that box, you know? I totally agree. And I have, I mean, I have played in a bunch of different style bands too. So that I, I totally agree with that. Same. Keeps things interesting. Same with switching instruments, I, I would say. Sorry, CC. I'm like bogarting your interview. No, I was just I, I was just thinking how jealous I'm. I've never had the luxury of switching instruments. <laughs> it seems like once you play bass, you're stuck. That's it. You're you're always on bass. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You're always in demand, though. You always need a good yeah, bass. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> how are you guys feeling about the uh, Vancouver music scene right now? Then I think it's pretty healthy. Or oh, for sure. I mean, um, I was I just saw. Uh, chain with the other night and uh, man they're doing really good they just got back from europe and i think they had a really good tour there and i know um you know i've i've already seen some year-end lists that they're on and um so that's cool to have like a band like that and then there's lots of i mean there's lots of great bands from here uh that are still active even like i mean we're playing with the transmitters at our record record release show those guys i think are going to make a new record which is awesome and uh I've played and seen Point Sticks a couple times, and I mean those those dudes have been playing for 30, 40 years now. Uh, so yeah, it's it's healthy and like yeah, lots of cool bands. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, I, I don't know if Jiffy wants to mention his other band, but he plays in a more sort of like active punk band than than Autogram is. Right. Yeah, I play in the band Night Court, who who does. Um, yeah, we're doing pretty good. I we've been around. We have only been around since the pandemic, but um, but yeah, I don't know we're we're doing all right nice i've definitely seen your name around i'm gonna have to check that out right away yeah check it out and what kind of what kind of punk rock would you who would you describe uh it's kind of like in the same way that like autogram sort of draws from 80s punk i would say uh night court draws from like 90s punk and indie rock but i mean we are in the same way like we're not like a we're not like a uh, i don't know traditional punk band like but um we definitely present ourselves as punk whoa uh-oh sorry <laughs> my, my think battery's dying you can still see you 
Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna turn. Hey, do I, is it okay if I turn my video off just so it saves battery? Yeah. If we get disconnected, it was a great time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, be, I mean, I've basically been bogarting the interview since I got on here. So if if, if I lose you, no, then it's lovely to meet you. Guys. This is great. This is the kind of guest that we want for our podcast. You know, like somebody that can you know talk for a while, and we just get to sit back and drink beer, or in this case, coke. There you go. He means Coca-Cola for the folks <laughs> just hearing this on audio. Yeah, you're not I mean, supposed he might to drink, be. <laughs> Whatever you're into, man. Yeah. <laughs> Only awesome. seven three though. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I was kind of just looking at your guys' press release, and in addition to have toured all over the place with with this band, like at least over to Europe and stuff, right, and down to the states. Mm. Um, I've been to Mexico too. Mexico too. Yeah. Well, maybe let's talk about some of that, what you've already accomplished because you got stuff on the horizon. But let's uh, talk about some of your favorite tours that you guys have been able to pull off. I think Mexico for me was probably like a favorite for sure. It was, uh, I mean, I don't think that I'd ever expected to do a tour in Mexico. And so it was uh, a, a sort of a mutual friend that we'd met in Los Angeles sort of helped us set it up. And uh, we just loved it, man. It was the people were fantastic. We got to see so many cool sites and cities and meet so many great people that were super like you know gracious and and yeah it was a really like that i think for touring that was probably the most exciting and fun one i've ever done yeah and the fact that it was really different made it very special i think i mean i i had always wanted to tour mexico and wasn't sure if it was ever gonna happen so yeah for sure making it happen was uh like a real bucket list thing i i can say the same for the silo i know i know him and i had talked about it and so doing it was a was a big uh check it off the list kind of thing how many shows you guys do down there we were there for a week so it was a, not that many like uh five maybe four or five i don't know see did you remember i think didn't we do a couple of days did we do like a couple of shows in one day too on one one day I don't know. we definitely did three or four well we did two in mexico city and then two other maybe four yeah four or five i don't know Anyway, it was, we weren't there for that long, so it, it like worked out pretty well, I think. Well, we, um, were, we were there for two weeks, but we spent the second week at the beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> totally, yeah. Four days isn't enough, for sure. Just in terms of being able to see the sights and anything other than the clubs and the cars. Yeah. yeah. It was a trip, though. It was wild. Was it just uh, you guys in terms of Canadian bands and then local bands playing with them? or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And we had our... our uh, our driver was from, uh, it's called San Luis Potosi. I forget the name of the town that he's yep. from. Right, yep. Chief? Chief? Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, but anyways, yeah, he, he sort of set up a bunch. Like we had a couple of different friends setting up shows and, but the, the, the really wild part for me was the traveling around and being on the freeways and, and the little truck stops and all that sort of stuff. And just seeing like real life Mexico like that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, totally. And sorry, I thought of it. Another one we did. We played three shows in Mexico City, so we I think we must have played at least five shows that I can think of. Yeah, amazing. And my little band went down to Costa Rica, and that was oh no, amazing way. time too. So oh, that's, awesome. that's cool. So, yeah, we yeah, just I'd did three shows. Too. I mean, the one show that we probably should mention that was amazing was we played the uh, the uh, the Ramones Museum in Mexico City. Which was oh, pretty wow. wild. It was, I, I believe the collection of stuff that the guy had was from Arturo Vega, so it was like all of the stuff, like all like original Ramon stuff that he had there, and it was, it was basically just in his house. But it was like so cool because he did have it set up and like 
he was just like a Ramon super fan. So, and being Ramon super fans ourselves, it was just amazing. And we drove. And it was also in a, it was in a pretty unusual part of Mexico City that I don't think we otherwise would have ever been to. No, yeah, we drove like an hour into like the hills of like how Mexico City all around it is kind of mountains with these huge suburbs that go like for miles and miles and miles up into the hills, and we were like way up in these hills, and we had to push our gear up like yeah. one of the steepest streets I've ever been. Like this, nothing compared to like San Francisco. Like this was like close to vertical. And we were pushing, you know, amps up the street to get to this Ramones Museum, but it was when you know the show was amazing and super cool place to check out. I knew that there was one over in Europe somewhere in like Germany or something that I've seen bands play, but I never knew Mexico City. That's amazing. Yeah, they're not associated at all. Um, but the one there's one in Berlin, yeah. That's where it is, yeah. Yeah. A lot of Ramones fans in South America in general, it seems like the Ramones were super big down there, hey? Eh? Yeah, huge. I mean, the huge everywhere. I mean, now when they're around, mm-hmm. they kind of I think, you know, according to the all their books they've written, they sort of felt like chumps, but Man, I like just t-shirts alone. They got to be one of the biggest bands in the world. Like in the '90s and, and late '80s, I think they were playing like they were like a Coliseum band in Argentina, weren't they? Yeah, maybe uh, that that does make sense. Yeah, yeah, sounds a bit. Right. There's there's lots of like skate punk bands too that like go down to South America and they're like playing soccer stadiums, you know, and then yeah, yeah, c- can barely fill 500 person venues in canada or america but they go down there and it's just like they're fucking legends or something yeah that's cool it's, it's yeah it's interesting to see how certain styles of music can be so huge in one place and i'd love that i'd love to just be picked up in some random like yeah, <laughs> yeah. i feel like that's definitely one of our one of our mo's would be to do that right like just yeah. be one really nice like a place with that has beaches but like just go there <laughs> once a year play a handful of shows play your stadium show and come on home yeah. Just be pull a total Hasselhoff, right? You you got to be like the Hoff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in exactly. Germany. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been we, we're kind of working. We've been working on that for a while. We were last time we went to Germany, we were in the German TV guide, so that was kind of a big deal. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot. We wow. were. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, man, that is so. Funny. I forgot about that. Did you appear on TV in Germany or just just in the guide? No, we were. Just, they, I think they do record reviews in their TV guide. I mean, they still have a TV guide, which was kind of surprising. Like an actual print <laughs> TV guide. Yeah, totally. um, and yeah, they also have record reviews in the TV guide. I don't know. Seems weird, but apparently it was a big deal. Yeah, we'd be playing these little shows. Like we played in Stuttgart in this like little venue and uh, ended up being like packed. And and uh, all these people were like, oh, yeah, we saw you in like this in like this big magazine. Or was it them that said they saw us? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. And we're like, whoa, that's cool. Like, I was like, we read about you in the TV guide. <laughs> yeah. maybe there's something lost in translation there but i mean cc speaks german i don't think it was completely i don't think we're way off no it's essentially TV, the tv guide yeah it's called like it's like a, more of a movie one it tells you what movies are on okay. more than TV shows, but but yes essentially it's a tv guide man the tv guide used to be clutch back in the day that just hit me with some nostalgia <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally amazing well i think it's a good time to take a quick musical break I mentioned you guys, you could pick a song that you wanted to hear. So what do you want to hear? Oh, yeah. I think I sent you the same list. Jiffy and I had a list of like our our other projects, band songs. So I don't know. You want to do a, a, a night court song, Jiffy? Sure. I don't know. Are we? I don't know how this works. Are we doing this in real time or is this going to no, be no, no. in later? I'll cut it in later when I edit. So, okay. 
cool. Well, yeah, well, um, I don't know. Do you want us to just introduce the song? Sure. Are we doing this more than once? Yeah, until you guys got to go. <laughs> Usually two more songs. Cool. Well, let's do uh let's do a uh let's do Bride of Frankenstein by Night Court followed by Are you do are uh I did Just play... do one at a time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> That'll be perfect. <laughs> Bride of Frankenstein? We're all in agreement? Sure. <laughs> all right. Here we go. So, Cece, you said you played in the Black Halos, like founding member type of deal, or just... Yeah, well, it wouldn't have been founding member. There was a couple of bass players before me, even, but um, late 90s, I was playing with them, and uh, I was on the first single they put out for 7 Inch, and uh, I was with them when they signed to Sub Pop, and uh, yeah, I mean, they're all good friends. They were good friends before I joined the band. They're still good friends. I ended up being their tour manager for a few years after that, and I filled in on bass over the years as they've needed somebody. Uh, but it was kind of like at the time they asked me to decide if I was going to stay, stick with the Spitfires or the Black Halos. And I, I stuck with the Spitfires just because those guys were my pals that I grew up with in Abbotsford. And I wanted to see what was going to happen with that band. Was it the right choice? I think so. I think that, yeah, it, I mean, I think that the Spitfires music was more who I was anyway. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy with the decision. Yeah. I'm wondering if I would have, so when did you step away from them then you said? Boy, wow. I think that we got signed to Sub Pop in 99, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. It was right around the move to Vancouver, which I think was 98 and Matt, like I think Matt joined, but maybe even 98 then. Cause I, like Matt joined shortly after I moved to town, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's, that, maybe that's more like it. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty fun time in Vancouver, though. I mean, it was like there was the Murder City Devils were always up here, and there was this this sort of like cool Pacific Northwest scene that was going on with all these bands that were very like minded and similar, and just kind of doing yeah. like, yeah, it was fun. Oh, growing up in Kamloops, you know, like in the early two thousands, we you know we really liked the Black Halos, you know, and uh, Spitfires and Murder City Devils. They all played here. Did you ever make it down to Kamloops and play with the Halos or any of those bands? Yeah, I mean, I probably, I think, on on the Kamloops shows, I was probably their tour manager at that time. Nice. After I'd stopped playing bass, Matt Kamiran took over playing bass. But I mean, I was just like, I just felt like I was in the band anyways, because we were all like such good pals and nice. 
And uh, but it's funny at that time because I was I was on I was working for them as a tour manager, but Sub Pop was paying me. So it was kind of funny because I was actually getting a paycheck and the band wasn't. So <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> but that sounds kind of fun. <laughs> I don't see at that point you had made the right decision. Okay. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> get to live that tour life and get paid. It was fun. Yeah. We, I mean, those tours were big. Like we used to do six, six weeks, eight weeks, like at a time. They were, they were long. We'd go everywhere. Yeah. I remember seeing them all the time, probably around that time. I'm trying to think yeah. who I saw them. They were never the headliners when I would see them, but it was a lot of supporting, like pretty big bands. Like, mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't know if it's like social distortion or something. Do you think they ever toured with them? They yeah. toured with uh, the Offspring. You might have seen that, or uh, L Seven. They toured with. I lived with the mm-hmm. other. Ba- the next bass player was my roommate, so I kind of am familiar with that area as well. Okay, no, I, ne- I haven't seen the Offspring. They were supposed to come to to Red Deer actually, and then they kind of had another wave of COVID, so got kibosh. And then when they rescheduled, oh, they didn't end up coming to Red Deer. They did Calgary, but I would have went yeah. if they were in in my town. But, the Spitfires, uh, the Spitfires label was owned by, what was his name Dexter, the singer, because he he oh, owns really? Nitro. Nitro. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Oh, yeah, and, I guess they did know that. You guys were on Nitro. Well, no, but the Nitro distributed Junk Records, which we were on. Oh, okay, that makes so sense. So we go down there. We would go to like we would go to like Long Beach and and go into the big warehouse and and just like have like a shopping spree. They'd be like, have whatever you want. It was right. super, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's amazing. I interviewed a band once. I think it was, uh, I don't know if you know No Trigger. They're from Boston. Mm-hmm. They were on Nitro Records, and they had, I think it was them, because there was a few bands I, I interviewed that were on that label, but one of them said that they were, I always got to ask, do you have a Dexter story? And they're like, no, I never really met him, but one time I met the guy that did, uh, you know, on their come out and play, the the fuck is the, the line? Like the guy who does the the talking part? Uno yeah. dos tres cuatro cinco. Is that guy? <laughs> no, not that. Like, like fucking come out and play. Oh, and come out and play. <laughs> yeah, oh, like gosh. wait, I'm talking way back. I can't remember. Why am I drawing a blank on what he what says? He <laughs> you gotta oh, keep them separated. Yeah, yeah, that guy. They're like, yeah, we hung out with the <laughs> keep them separated guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. That's I didn't. I didn't meet the singer that. of the Offspring, but met the guy that did keep them separated. <laughs> That's, hilarious. That's hilarious. Maybe he was. It's just some random guy just saying that that was him. Like, how would yeah, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Literally, <laughs> anyone could say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> keep them separated. That was I me. Start some- <laughs> you got to put that in my next bio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was a keep them separated guy. <laughs> I wonder what the royalty checks are like. Like, is that a jet ski or is that a whole pool? Like every every other year. Yeah, see, gotta be something. <laughs> got a feeling it was a one and done deal. <laughs> like. Yeah, we'll give you a free vinyl, <laughs> a free record. <laughs> I never got to meet him either, but we were. I mean, we could. You could go up to his office, and when, I remember this one time we were in the in the warehouse, and one of our friends that was in another band took their demo tape and like dropped it off on his desk with like a note, like "Hey, Dexter, or whatever, like you know, sign us or some shit, you know." But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it happened. It didn't. It didn't happen. I think it was pretty short lived as. And compared to, to like the other, you know, the epitaph and fat wreck, I don't think. Yeah, totally. Because I don't think he does it anymore. Like I think he like sold the catalog to someone else. I can't remember who, but I remember seeing that online probably ten years ago that he's not really doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. But, 
I think uh, the only band that I can remember who I think was on that label was Field Day from Calgary. Oh, serious? Yeah, I think they put out a record on Nitro. Oh, cool. They reissued a bunch of stuff too. Like they reissued a bunch of damned stuff. And oh, yeah. Sloppy Seconds was on that label. I was going to say Sloppy Seconds was definitely. (laughs) I I saw a video of them playing pretty recently, like last year or something, or maybe earlier this year. Over That's in fun. Europe or something, I was like somebody that I knew like posted a video. It's like, Holy <laughs> shit, they're still going. I'd like to see that actually. Yeah, why not? <laughs> awesome. So you guys are so you said you grew up in Calgary there, Jiffy? Yeah. It's cool. So I know I mean, they're not I grew up. I've I've lived here since ninety-eight, as I was saying. So it's been a while. Yeah. I've been longer than I lived in Calgary. But you, gonna be here. you came of age in uh in calgary yeah just and then i pro- i went to college for a year and then moved out here kind of thing okay i'm just trying to think you're probably too young then for the uh youth brigade social d video you know the one where they go to calgary and they're like skateboarding <laughs> oh yeah i don't know no i don't i'm not i'm not familiar with that which is sort of surprising because i would that sounds like something i'd be interested in yeah totally that does sound interesting yeah it was do you know what year that would be? Probably 80s, eh? Okay. Have you seen that in other state of mind? No, I've I've not watched that one yet. I'm not sure. Well, it sounds Space, how, yeah. Social right, distortion 80s. and and youth brigade like hopping of like actual literal school bus and then they drive. Oh from, yeah. And they at one point they're like in Calgary and they're like at some like some dude's backyard like skateboarding and the guy's just like yeah there's just rednecks here cowboys get the shit kicked out of us every day it's kind of <laughs> but it would, huh. probably would have been like just before your guys' time. But sounds like I mean, that, I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna have to look it up. I wouldn't be surprised if that if they're skating at John from Field Day's house because him and his brother were big in the skateboarding scene in the '80s. I'm also yeah. have this on my to read list. Oh, you don't have I don't have my fo- my camera on anymore. But it's uh, the story of Youth Brigade and BYO Records. I have that one. It's fantastic. Nice. So. Yeah, I've had it on my shelf for a while, and I just picked it up, and I realized that I've never actually read it. So I'm gonna. It's on my list. It's on my pile to read. Well, I, I won't spoil anything else then. <laughs> Appreciate that. There's, there's lots of cool little nuggets and stuff that you're just like when you read it, you're like, holy crap! Is that in there though? This story from Calgary that you're talking about? Uh, I can't remember that. I'm, there's another particular one I'm thinking of of just one of his band's songs was on a pretty gigantic movie, and it's kind of neat, but. I don't want to ruin it because you haven't, you haven't yeah. read it. So. Yeah, there you go. But I just see, I just have seen that movie a few times. Another state of mind. It's, but yeah, I just thought yeah, it was cool. It sounds familiar. I don't think I've seen that, but it sounds familiar. I'm surprised yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, like Mike Ness is like, like a teenager in it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, right. He's like putting his makeup on and then smearing it. He's like, I like it because it looks like I've been crying. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, totally yeah it's funny <laughs> i may have seen it like years and years ago for sure same yeah i think i got it on dvd or i think i had it on vhs at one point but yeah <laughs> that's awesome so what drew you to vancouver just the the music scene or because you were going to university or uh yeah i went to art college so i think the you know the college out here was a, a, was considered a better one i guess um whether it was or not i don't know it's probably arguable i went to both and they each sort of had their own i don't know benefits i guess anyway it was uh yeah it was uh this is in the 
late nineties, early two thousands. So I just moved out for whatever reason and then kind of ended up staying and here I am. I don't know. Not much, not much of a story there. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's I'm just wondering, like, cause it was obviously even that far away or like the two thousands, you know, it was a very different world as far as like being connected to people in other cities and stuff. Right. Yeah, so sure. yeah, yeah. Well, no, Jiffy definitely. and I were actually friends before way before any of this stuff too. Like we we played in the the all ages scene in our bands and and knew each other from like our sort of like more hardcore sort of punk sort of bands that we were playing in. Or maybe my mind was more hardcore and Jiffy's was more pop punk, I guess. I'm not sure, but anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the one after that, the one after the one that you saw was more of a hardcore band. But then yeah, you sort of switch, we sort of switch part we like you you went from a hardcore band to like more of a rock band and i went from more of a pop punk band to a hardcore band yeah but we would try we i mean before before internet and everything we just knew each other through the all age all ages scene and we just um yeah we would always we we, we would meet mostly in abbotsford because it was kind of like this weird kind of halfway point where i was living at the time and there was kind of a little scene there and you guys would stop in in town and on your way to vancouver and yeah i don't know it was fun yeah it was well and i don't know why but like the grave mistake would come to calgary fairly regularly and that's kind of like we met through those guys who of yeah, course right. ended up, a couple of them ended up in the spitfires which is again how we ended up knowing each other even like stayed and, alex, or and alex from grave mistake ended up in uh um, newtown animals and then fashionism wait oh yeah alex was in grave mistake yeah he was the like the primary guitar player no way. Huh. Mm-hmm. I only remember Dean being the guitar player in that band. Oh, Dean playing it later too? Oh. Yeah, Dean played for a minute and so did Ben. Yeah. Anyway, this is going back oh, yeah, to Ben. Yeah, yeah. Ben was the guitar player that I remember for sure. But Alex would have been in it the whole time. Would he have sure. been in it before or after Ben? I think Alex was in it the whole time. He was just the second guitar player. Alex was like the sort of like the, the guy who was there the whole time. Really? I don't yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I remember Dean and Ben. I don't remember alex being in the band when i saw them and i saw them a few times i mean like you know two or three times but i mean i'm sure that that band was around for a while right yeah drew anyway was that band i still think about that band all the time <laughs> Sorry, we're like, I, I you're like oh, no. <laughs> no i'm just trying to remember newtown animals they, they, did they have the one that was uh two steps forward one step backward that sounds right <laughs> two steps forward that's one step backwards well and jeff jeff mccloy was in a kamloops band back then called before this band he yeah. was in a band uh, in, uh the something teen teen something disgustines uh, disgustines that's right <laughs> nice. there's a whole a bunch name. of kamloops people that moved out that yeah we need to and there was mike from kamloops who started a label called long shot and now he works for pirates press down in san francisco Oh, wow. well, I, d- I never knew that he was from Kamloops, but yeah, we were all, that explains, you know, we were all into the long shot bands uh, back when I was growing up and in high school. And I think Kamloops was in a unique spot where we would get like bands from Vancouver and bands from Alberta. So like, even though we were closer to the Black Halos and everything that we listened to, and you know, like the Black Jacks and Sound City Hooligans, we also got like Wednesday Night Heroes coming from Alberta or uh, DeVille or stuff like that. So yeah, no, I remember Longshot being a really good label. Lots of good bands on there. Yeah, totally. And he ended up putting out the Spitfires on our very last record. We, our our label in California folded, and then we had another label that was supposed to put it out. And then 
at the last minute we had nobody so mike from Longshot was like ah, i'll put it out for you so he ended up doing that last record for us what record was that three the, no. no no the the uh what's it called what's the last what is that record called oh yeah it's called three. <laughs> oh, it is three yeah yeah i got that i was just saying i i grew up in rural saskatchewan and some guys from my hometown that were quite a bit older than me, but they made, I don't know if you would ever cross paths like Savage Henry or the heat scorers or the handsome devils bands like that. I don't know. I mean, I've certainly toured through Saskatchewan a few times, but I can't, uh, not, none of those names are jumping out of me. Yeah. The guy that does the heat scores or is in the heat scores. He, uh, he's the manager at Amigos. Oh yeah. Okay. You ever, sure. You've played that. I have yeah. probably been like 20 years, but I've heard they're still doing shows, which is awesome. That's cool. I'd love to go back. Actually, we should. Why don't we go to Saskatchewan? Let's yeah. just do it. Because <laughs> we don't like driving, is why. That's it. Yeah, the, there's got to be some swimming holes out there. That's kind of one another one of our mo's. Is like we got to find some really good swimming holes everywhere we go. Well, they got lots of lakes there. Yeah. Right. And lots of mosquitoes, though. So. <laughs> <Bugs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the problematic part. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Mr. Ty, you got any questions about the the, the BC punk scene? I guess you're you're pretty late to the BC because you actually was from Ontario originally. Yeah, I moved. I moved out here in 2000. No, I think we covered covered a lot of that stuff. Um, were the Lancasters on Longshot? Yeah, they were. Okay, so is is the guy from Bishop's Green? He's the singer from the Lancasters now, right? Yeah, and he was originally in uh, uh, the Glory Stompers in, from Edmonton. Right. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah I don't know, man. The whole youth is a haze. I'm enjoying you guys helping me kind of put the pieces <laughs> together. But uh, yeah, no, I just love talking about all those old old bands. It's so nostalgic, you know? Yeah, they sure. say, I've seen people talking online recently about like, oh, you know, punk was best in the 80s or punk was best in the early 2000s. And it generally seems to be when people stopped going to shows, right? And they all think, oh, punk was the best when I when I stopped going. Yeah, because right. that's all they remember. But there's so many good bands. You were mentioning uh, Chain Whip there. He's actually a Kamloops guy. Oh, we lost him. His computer finally died. Um, yeah. Josh Josh Nickel from Chainlip. He's a Kamloops guy. He used to have a band in town called The Atomics. And uh, so that was around the time I was a young man, started going to shows. So it's cool to see that everybody's still playing music, for, you know, whether they're on the in Alberta or BC. Everybody's got old bands, new bands. It's just, uh, yeah, it's awesome. There's that definitely that... Uh three degrees of separation or maybe in Canada it's only two degrees of separation right it was <laughs> our last if you're playing you know punk bands over the years totally yeah, you, yeah. I'm wondering if you know uh, another guy from my hometown uh Troy he's in Econoline Crush now Troy Zach and he was in Mackenzie's oh, for a while sh- Bishop's Green yeah for sure yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's a super nice dude yeah really good guy well I didn't even realize he was from the same town as me until my dad was like it's some real Mackenzie's are playing in Red Deer, and he's like, Hey, you know that bass player in that band? He was in my English class, and my dad was a teacher. He's like, Oh, really? No <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> Went up to him, and he's just like, We realized that we know a lot of the same people, even though he was, I think he's like 10 years older than me or something. But so I didn't know him when he was active there, but just, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a small world, especially the anybody's playing punk music for a, any amount of time. You're, you always say hello. hello. I, I, I spent, almost a decade in Berlin living over there oh, mostly the 2010s and 
Zach would always say hi when he was in town. We'd always grab a beer, grab a bite to eat or something. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. That's amazing. So that's why you're fluent in German. Yeah, living there. I mean, I studied it at university and stuff too, but yeah. I had a punk band over there. It was called the Disney Boys, which might be worth checking out. It was more sort of classic skate rock sort of stuff, oh. like 80s style, like rappers style skate rock. You're hooking us up with all kinds of bands to, to look into. <laughs> D-Y-S-N-E-A. Disney. It looks like it's Disney. And it was the singer from Social Unrest, if that rings a bell. Oh, wow. 80s. And he's living over in Berlin. Super nice guy, Jason Honey. Right on. Well, I guess we'd be uh, kind of dinks if we don't at least talk a little bit about your new project. We've been going down memory lane here. So, uh, <laughs> hey, is gone? Uh, I'm going to assume his phone died. Maybe he's going to uh, put it back in. You can shoot him a text and see if he's going to. Well, 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 yeah, he well, said his iPad died. He just wanted to say thanks for everything. And he had a lot of fun talking about all the punk stuff. Oh, well, if he wants to plug it in, he's more than welcome to hop back See, on. I, and I pre-said goodbye to him, so I'm good to go. Y'all need <laughs> to, uh, y'all have no closure, but I've already hammed that up with uh, with well, Jiffy, so I'm good to go. We'll get him back yeah. on to talk about Night Court in a few months. <laughs> yeah, you should. That's a great band. <laughs> well, yeah, um, music that humans can play. So as we kind of briefly touched upon, you guys are in Vancouver, but your other guys are in America. So how does that work in being with in the band and staying sharp and practicing like how do you guys pull that off oh man we don't we don't practice so <laughs> <laughs> we've got a, i mean the album itself was written basically the week before we went into the studio and then we banged it out in the studio and you know luckily uh the silo our drummer has his own studio as well here in vancouver and one in chicago too so he uh he does all the sort of like what do they call that post-production i'm not sure like all the stuff like when you do like the the backup vocals and mm, yeah. a guitar solo or a synth solo or something he's, he's able to like sort of like color it up a little bit later um so yeah so that's how that was done but yeah practicing we don't practice it's uh not possible <laughs> being in three <laughs> yeah. so we have our our release shows coming up in vancouver and seattle and portland and next next weekend 14th 15th and 16th wow. and uh, so we're getting together five days before those shows and we'll have to figure them all out. Cause I mean, we haven't actually ever played these new songs live, so it'll be, Oh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> wow. Has it, has it worked in the past, this kind of process before touring and everything for you guys? Yeah. I mean, like that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I think that we, you know, I think we lean punk and more so in our live show. And I think that we forego some of the very like, fancy synth stuff and the very dreamy sort of stuff that you might hear on the record and, and kind of like stick to the more punk songs um or just punk up the more the lighter songs you know what i mean so that it's mm -hmm. more it's more of a rock show yeah nice. yeah definitely check it out if you ever come to the to the birda yeah totally we want to i'd do the same in Kamloops for sure i was just listening to some of the um, some of your tracks on Spotify. I'm not sure. I just went kind of at the top of the list, and uh, your most popular ones. I thought they were pretty cool and kind of pretty heavy too. But uh, yeah, a little bit of heavy guitar stuff in there. So I'm definitely looking forward to listening more and seeing you guys if you ever come through this neighborhood. That's the plan. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stomp Records will be booking us for our Canadian stuff, anyways, in the future. So there's a good chance That's we'll be in your town. 
Sweet. We uh we just played with one of your your comrades end of October, the real sickies. Oh, love those oh. guys. Yeah, did you see they got a shout out from freaking buddy yeah. from Green Day the other day? I was just like, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was yeah, I was shocked that for one that they played the Grey Cup halftime show because when I went oh, to the Grey Cup one, yeah, so they that's why they were in in Canada talking about Canadian stuff. And then uh yeah, because when I went to the Grey Cup, it was I think it was like April wine or something. <laughs> that sounds rest, rest in peace, because that dude just died, I think, today, actually. Uh, so no no hate to, to April wine, but they're just kind of like a band that plays like the Saskatoon exhibition and Red Deer, you know, yeah, Westerner yeah. days and stuff. So it wasn't that much of a thrill, but yeah, so they played in Hamilton and then yeah, they're doing a sit-down interview with somebody. And yeah, the guy just said something. What bands are do you like in Canada? And he's like, I really like the real sickies. It's like, holy shit, I know those guys. <laughs> That's a pretty nice shout out for sure. Yeah. So well, there's lots of good bands on Stomp. So how did you guys arrange that just through your because have you worked with them in the past? Yeah, I mean me, I, I work also in PR. So I've I've done a whole bunch of different records for Stomp. Stomp Stomp hires me on for not all of their project, but a chunk of their project. So, um, yeah. So, and I mean, you, I knew Ben anyways, just from like music stuff um, and from his radio station. So we, uh, not radio station, but his radio show. So, yeah, he came to me, I think, and asked if I wanted to do PR. Anyways, that's kind of. And how that's... did, how did uh, Autogram get involved with Stomp, I guess? Oh, <laughs> I guess. Because yeah, of that's... your pre-existing relationship. Yeah, exactly. Through the PR thing. So yeah. And so I just talked to Mike at, uh, at Stomp to see if, you know, it was like, cause we had a label that was based in Los Angeles and they were, uh, I, I won't badmouth them, but the relationship wasn't great. We did two records with them and we were looking for somebody anyways. And so it's actually kind of a natural thing to talk to Mike about it at Stomp. And, and he was like, right on, man, we like you and we like what the work you do. And we're into like the, into the the vibe of the band so they they said for sure let's do it perfect makes it easy yeah no uh actually know a few bands on that label that have and they've all said stomp treats them very well you know like helping them and stuff to fly across the country or fly wherever and just different things yeah, they're just like super honest guys too like they 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 treat the bands well and they're super they're communicative and honest about everything like you never have to chase them or ask them you know yeah it's it's a good good relationship yeah communication is key and like you said amongst everybody's band it's usually terrible so it's yeah. nice if it isn't shitty with your record label <laughs> and that's a rarity honestly with record labels it's hard to find good 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 people at labels well that's what we do here we're high-end denim records so we put out punk records yeah guys bands on it there's no shortage of involvement here with the label. You know, I signed to this label and two days later I was co-hosting this very <laughs> podcast. So you tell me how that happened. <laughs> no worries about no worries about them being hard to get a hold of for sure. <laughs> That's cool. I usually got to text him on Mondays. Are you still alive? Because I haven't heard from him. He's like, yeah, just, drink, just recovering from the weekend, but I'll be ready to go. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's take let's take another musical break. And then we'll come back and wrap this up. So who else you want to hear? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Actually, we were talking about the Disney Boys. And that's one of my old projects in Berlin. We should listen to a song by the Disney Boys. D-Y-S-N-E-A. 
boys from Berlin. The singer of uh, Social Unrest, Jason Honey is the singer of Disney Boys. Great dude. And what song should we pick? Let's see. Sea Caves. How about? Sea Caves, as chosen by CC. Here we go. <laughs> All right, check it out, Disney Boys. All right, this is the last final uh, segment. Fortunately, we're down down a man for the last playing shorthanded for the last uh, thing, but it's okay because uh, we're gonna play a little game now. If you're if you're down, yeah. So every episode, we actually usually do a couple games, but we just we didn't <laughs> need to do it this time. Ty was I don't know if he didn't have one ready or just didn't need to because you guys were telling such interesting stories about Vancouver punk. But uh, this one is called the pressure cooker. Oh boy! So the name of the game. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions rapid fire and you just spit out whatever you comes to mind without uh, overthinking. Don't it. even think. Don't even think. All right. So if you're ready, actually, first, here's the theme song.
All right, Cece, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so the timer begins when I finish asking the first question. What was Vancouver's basketball team called? Grizzlies. What was Seattle's basketball team called? Sonics? Old Dutch or Miss Vicky's Chips? Miss Vicky's. What's the best John Hughes movie? Oh, uh, I, I, 16 Candles? <laughs> <laughs> um, Devo or Echo and the Bunnyman? Devo. What is your most hated chocolate bar? Big Turk. <laughs> what was your longest plane ride? Uh, Australia. Um, where is Stomp Records located? Montreal. Mullets or Mohawks? Ooh. Mullets. What is your favorite city to visit? Oh, uh, Berlin. There we go. You survived the pressure cooker. <laughs> so I, uh, I made up all these questions. A suit, like leaning heavily into the 80s theme from, from listening to your new album. So <laughs> after talking to you for, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes, I kind of see that. You there's, were a right. lot, there's a lot more to you than than uh, 80s music and movies. <laughs> I was judging a book by its cover, but <laughs> oh, that's he awesome. Just, he just like slides away the uh, Jean Claude <laughs> Van Damme movie poster or something. <laughs> He's actually doing splits under the well, desk I was, right now. Yeah, I was thinking, like, have you ever seen that movie Donnie Darko? Yeah, but not for ages. But like the soundtrack is like very 80s, like Echo and the Bunny Man and that type of stuff. And it's like when I put your guys' record on, I was like, this, a lot of these songs could be on that movie. Like, oh, right on. Duran Duran, that type of stuff, right? Like, it's definitely a cool. vibe. But that's uh, now I'm really interested and I really want to see you guys live because you're like, we cut, we trim the fat and it's like more punk rock. So I don't know. Like, do you guys speed it up a bit or do you just don't have yeah, such good. a heavy sim? so i i mean i guess you'll i mean yeah i don't know if there's anything on probably not much online but yeah i think the show is like i mean we're energetic i mean we come from that that world right like we've mm -hmm. been playing punk music since we were in our teens and like we cut our teeth like doing those kind of like guitar moves or whatever like in our presence on stage is still punk you know like we don't we don't stand around doing nothing like oasis we we put, put on a, a punk rock show so even though it may sound more, you know, palatable to old people or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's still, you know, like we still, we're still punk at heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it, but it's nice to hear you guys are getting the, you know, the the plays on CBC and stuff. Like, it validates all, like, I mean, you've mentioned you've been in this scene for years and years, right? So it probably feels pretty good to be like, you know, it's it, yeah, easy. Exactly. It's totally cool yeah it's totally cool it's nice it's yeah it's of course you always like you want to be like hey mom i'm now i'm like you know i don't know if i should tell you how old i am but i'm getting getting up <laughs> and, uh and i can but finally at this stage in my life be like mom i'm on cbc <laughs> you said what, i was uh, wasting my life <laughs> yeah oh, <laughs> what uh what kind of venues will you guys be playing on these uh, album release shows uh so in vancouver it's redgate um nice. In Seattle, it's a place called the Belltown Yacht Club, which, I mean, I've, it's been so long since I've been to the U.S. now, since the pandemic. I mean, we were really active before the pandemic, so it's been a long time. But, um, yeah, so I don't know this venue. And then we're playing a place called the High Watermark in Portland, which is cool. And we've played that place before, too. 
Just fun. Then we're doing a European tour in March. So that's a bunch of a uh, bunch of sort of like punk venues. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was done. Okay. I was going to say, it sounds like, you know, you guys have a presence in a few different places. Um, Which, uh, where do you feel like most of your guys' listeners and fans are uh, out of the kind of three or four places? Because you, you know, I know half the band's from America, half the band's from Canada. Sounds like you've done lots in Europe. Who, which country claims you, do you think? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't feel as though... Well, I guess we'll see how these new shows go. I mean, it's we when we when the pandemic hit, we sort of were unable to do shows together anymore. And we moved to Chicago at that time too. It was kind of like, you know, we were doing better. We were doing much better in California than we were doing in Vancouver, for example. Like our, we didn't like if we put on a show in Vancouver of our own, it wasn't that many people that were coming out. But we could go down to California and do really good shows with a bunch of cool bands and stuff. So we were, I mean, our hearts were in different places. I think as far as the band is concerned. Um, and Europe went really well for us. So we're excited to get back there again. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. We've got a guitar player from Seattle now. So maybe that'll that'll make things different in Seattle. And K KEXP has been playing us down there, which is kind of a big deal. So, um, And in your press release, that guy's got a little bit of clout behind him, right? Your Seattle new guitar player? Yeah. I mean, he's just been sort of like a man about town for many years. He's He played <laughs> in the catheters back in the day, which was a sub-pop band. And he played in bread and butter down there and he's like a, kind of a known local dj guy um and of course he's just an all-around rad dude and everybody kind of knows him so that probably will bring a few people out just because of that yes yeah. yeah so it'll be different be, i mean we haven't played for so long and 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 the sort of think the dynamics are different now and different things have happened so we'll see maybe it'll be great but it doesn't really matter if it's great or, or shitty. It's like we're pals and we'll be out <laughs> on the show. So it'll be cool. Do you, do you find it difficult for you Canadians to, to go down and play in the States? Or did you have to do some dinking around? I mean, yeah, we don't screw around with the border anymore. We 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 just pay for the, the visas. <laughs> so it's yeah. expensive. But, you know, in the end, it's, you know, why why risk it? I mean, I know of other band people in other bands who have been banned for five years or longer and Mm-hmm. Mike, for example, even Mike from Longshot, he he ended up being banned, which sucked because he lived in the states and had a his whole his whole career and owned a home and had a fiance and everything, and got ended up being stuck back in Canada for five years because he some little like screw up on his visa. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to mess around with those things anymore. Yeah, because it's not like just autogram will be banned. It's like you as a human can't go there. So if you want to take your your kid down to Disneyland. Yeah, like, no, nope, exactly can't exactly. do it. <laughs> totally. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious because I know it's. Is it as bad for the, your American bandmates to come up here and play? Or you know, is it? It totally relaxed the rules coming to Canada. Like I, I don't even think it's. I think it's much like when we go to Europe, for example, as a band, nobody checks on anything. They're just like, have a nice time in Europe. <laughs> Ask if you're playing shows or anything. You know. And it's kind of the same thing with bands coming up this way now. They all they have to do is say they're playing a show and come really? on in. Yeah. I know they were trying to crack down on that back in like the Harper years, but I don't think it went very far. Because <laughs> obviously if you're saying uh, that. It was, no, they've changed it like just over the last like five, six years or something. I mean, it was it was me growing up. It was like we always had to lie both ways. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> come with some, some story. But uh, no, it's much easier for American bands coming up this way now. 
Well, I know when we went down to Costa Rica, like I was telling you earlier, like we were a little nervous that we we're going to get like thrown into a room and interrogated. And they're just like, I, I think the only time we got questioned is it was when we were in America and our bass player was like, the guy was like, Oh, is that a bass? And he's like, You want to open that? And he's like, scared and opening he's like oh that's rad like i play bass too like he just wanted to see the actual bass he didn't actually care that we were going to play shows he's just like yes <laughs> can i get a picture of me and your bass <laughs> yeah. awesome. people probably thought we were a bigger deal than we were because we're cruising down <laughs> their guitars and it's like no no we're nobody's but thanks for asking <laughs> well that's cool yeah hopefully those shows go really well for you man yeah thank you very much yeah, I think we can uh, start wrapping this up. Ty, you got any more questions for Mr. CC? Uh, no, no. Just uh, have a great time with those shows and congrats on the new record. And I look forward to uh, getting further into it. Cool. Yeah, thank you. I'll let you guys know if we were planning anything um, out your way too. And it'd be cool to meet up sometime. Yes, yeah. please do. I'll give you my... Uh... I'll give you my band info. I'll send. I'll send it to you. So maybe we can hook up, and I can check out your show, or maybe we can even weasel on the bill. I mean, you <laughs> yeah, know. Totally, right? <laughs> well, he did say he likes to play with punk bands. So yeah, I once like a, all good bands, any once, good bands. Once a punk, always a punk. I think it's hard to shake that. Ooh. I know other people, you know, that have you know came up in the punk scene, and then they like kind of join like a popular hip-hop band or something or something that's like a little different and they're just like oh after a while they're like i just missed the energy from a punk show you know like something about it that's just one of a kind right so yeah have fun at redgate that that venue is awesome i recently saw a show there so you've probably been there though you're you know it's funny i i'm no i haven't been there okay <laughs> okay it's pretty sweet it's pretty sweet yeah and jeff jiffy our 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 singer guitar player he's our synth player He's uh, like, he's much more active in, in the world than I am. I mean, I'm a new dad and all that sort of stuff. So not a lot of rock and rolling for me these days. <laughs> Do you, man? I got a two-year-old myself and another one on the way. So. Oh, no way. You got to pick and choose your uh, yeah punk rockisms. But my wife's great. She lets me still do it. She knows I, I need it. So, but I got to be... I, yeah, you can't go to every show. She lets me play a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to pick and choose the ones you go to, which is sad because it's like, I want to go to all of them, support people, but <laughs> it's kind of, you can't ditch them all the time, right? Yeah. And you don't want it because you want to be around your kid. Exactly. I assume. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time and I'm sure we'll be in touch as you mentioned. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, PR nice guys. So if, yeah, hit us up anytime. You got people you think would enjoy being on our show we're just trying to meet cool people and i think we were successful tonight what do you say ty yeah yeah i don't know how they felt about meeting us but the <laughs> pleasure was all on this side of the it was the a old laptop <laughs> it's when when people let you talk about your ancient days of punk rock <laughs> oh we love that stuff man. appreciate it yeah like i said i grew up where there wasn't much of a scene like there was a lot of guys that ended up moving away and kind of making the scene and a few times they'd come back and that's kind of how i fell in love with with punk shows and realized you know you don't have to be a rock star you know you can just pick it up and smash some power chords and have a good time with your buddies so yeah. i love that shit so i some days i wish i lived closer to a major city growing up but you can't change it so i'm making up for lost time now making you guys yeah. come on my show and tell me about it <laughs> awesome I should, I should probably roll 
Yeah, I was just going to let say, can you want to pick one more song and then we'll let you move on with your life? Oh, yeah. Um, should we do another one like the of like music that we do? Sure. Well, hey, why don't we listen to, um, I mean, you could do, I mean, Lars, Lars played in uh, the catheter. So you could choose a catheter song, which is more punk rock, or you could choose one of his newer bands, which is Bread and Butter. Um, I don't know. Do you guys, do you want to? You, you, you choose, man. You tell us, let's. Put your best foot forward. Um, I don't know which catheter song he would choose, so I'll just tell. I'll say bread and butter. Bread and okay. butter, desperation. There we go. All and right. We, we didn't do any songs by um our our drummer uh, Silo, who also plays in a lot of bands. But um, anyways, I emailed it to you. If you decide you want to play something later, you can. I'm sure we will. It saves us the brain power of having to choose a. I'm very, intri- <laughs> I'm very intrigued by the silo character. You bring <laughs> yeah, him no. on the show next time you come back. Yeah, okay. We want to, we want to know more about the silo. Yeah, <laughs> Although I think I heard somebody drop his real name, kind of ruin the mystique a bit. Oh my god! <laughs> get it. Beep it, beep it, beep it. I'll bleep it. <laughs> Keep that mystique going. All right, Cece, really appreciate it, man. And uh, hopefully we yeah, can thank you. cross paths again in the future, man. Yeah, for sure we will. Have a good one. All right, take care. Cheers, thanks. Bye. See ya.
Hey, this is CC Voltage from Autogram, and you're listening to Denim Radio. And that's going to be a wrap. So there we go. Another episode of Denim Radio. How are you feeling about that one? Love it. Can't get enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, fuck, I had a good time. And yeah, we didn't know a lot about these dudes. So it was great to hear them. And, you know, they're they're pretty connected in the in the Vancouver scene. And just because they're not playing what's, you know, the standard definition of punk that we normally listen to. Apparently, you see them live, and and then the punk rock, inner, inner punk rock comes out of them. So, oh um, yeah, it's like the I old don't... saying: you can take the punk rock out of the guy, but you can't take the guy out of the punk rock. You know, I don't <laughs> doubt that they're deadly live. They look and sound like they would be awesome live. So, if you get a chance, go see Autogram. Yeah, for sure. I mean, unfortunately, they haven't announced anything in our neck of the woods. I'm not going to be able to make it to the Vancouver show, but you know what? Hopefully, they'll. They'll slide their way through. And there's Stomp Records band. And there's a lot of a lot of cool bands on that label that do come through. So as long as they get to like Calgary, Edmonton, I'll hopefully be able to pop up and check them out. But yeah, great interview. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. We got quite a few cool ones lined up. So we're just going to keep, keep rolling with this and into 2024 and beyond. So yeah. As I said, I got a big day tomorrow, so we're going to start wrapping this up, but <laughs> I, I just remembered something else hilarious. So, you know, well, I used to have insomnia when I was younger, so, but I found like my life hack used to be melatonin, but I don't take that <laughs> as often anymore. But now I would just put in like a podcast or YouTube or something to like, just kind of just talking and shit. So it shuts my brain up and then I pass mm-hmm. out and I passed out. I think I just had a nap yesterday because I was tired after I got the kid to bed. I was like, I'm just going to lay down for a bit and have a little snooze and I got some shit I got to do after. And I put on like the the Bill Burr Philly rant, which I've never actually listened to before. I just heard about it. Have you ever heard it? Uh, yeah, when he's on stage and the crowd turns against him and he rants at them. Yeah, I he think just I have, fucking yeah. just goes off on Philadelphia for yeah, like that's a good one. 10 minutes straight. But I never put it on and then I put, so I just, I was listening to it. That's and I not as relaxing. <laughs> no, but I fell asleep and it was like, just having like these weird dreams of this little fucking Irish gnome just fucking yelling, fuck you, fucking Liberty Bell, Brent Franklin, fucking fuckheads, fuck. Yeah, man. Oh, he's hilarious. And the whole crowd was with him by the end. You yeah, know? he won him over just by insulting him. Like, <laughs> totally. You got a fucking Rocky statue of the only person you can have is a fucking fictional character. <laughs> fucking bunch of idiots. <laughs> he says worse things that I won't repeat on this. <laughs> Fair, that's fair. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah. Sounds like Let's Go is kind of going to hunker down for the rest of the year. You guys got anything else before Christmas? Just the one yeah, show, eh? Yeah, just one show before Christmas at Pizza Pie with some of our good friends, uh, the Fomites, New Big Idiot, and another rad band from Vancouver that I've never had the chance to see live. They are called Contra Code. Ooh, so, I played with them. Yes. Oh. I was in that band, Loser Points. Oh, nice. So the bill was Loser Points opened and Contra Code played and then Modern Terror played and then Ellesmere played. It was nice. at the Smiling Buddha. It was a fucking... I felt very... What's the word? <laughs> like, un, underqualified to be on that bill. <laughs> yeah, you got a little stage fright when you seen Limo from No Effects. <laughs> It didn't actually. Super nice. 
Nice. I was trying to get him because I had a different podcast at the time. And I was, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll come on for sure. Here's my email. And he's fucking ignored me. <laughs> but, but I remember because that place, like, I don't know if it was just in between all the bands or just at the end, they just put on like funk music. And everybody's like pretty lubricated and tipsy. Nice. And it was just like everybody's just dancing. So I remember at one point there's like, because it's a big half pipe. And I'm sure you've been there, played there before. <laughs> I think it's closed now, but. So there's a huge half pipe where people are skateboarding and just me and my buddy are just dancing with limo like uh-huh. disco and fucking funk music. That's amazing. And then I think I tried to like talk to him like, oh, you should come to my podcast. Like, I thought we were just dancing to the funk music, man. Like, well, yeah, you're right. I ruined the <laughs> Trying to go off his businessman on you. Oh, shit. He was just like, no deal. You ruined uh, the vibe, Josh. That's he said, he said he was going to come on the show, and then he never did. Well, he just never answered me. But. Well, maybe once he once he sees that we've got uh, heavy hitter guests like Kenny Lush and uh, CC. you know Might CC and uh, some some more ones coming up too. Maybe he'll want to come on. Maybe he'll find that phone number. Yeah, maybe. Now that I got rid of Skype, people might be more <laughs> willing to come on. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, man. awesome man well yeah i'm uh happy with how this one went stoked for the direction of the label like i said we got lots of cool stuff coming up in the dist- distro and then another band where i don't know i won't say it just in case we don't announce it this week but <laughs> there's another band hopping on board for a early january release but we'll start seeing some singles coming out here right chicken louie yeah, and I guess I can say because it's going to be announced tomorrow that uh, if you're if you're in the Red Deer area, Trashed Ambulance will be opening for the Mad Caddies and Belvedere at Bo's Barn Stage in February. So another exciting one for me. Nice. But it also means uh, I've had to pull out of like smaller shows because <laughs> just damn proximity clauses, man. Kenny Lush would not would not approve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised you know how to pull out. Ooh. <laughs> oh. I do have two kids. Oh, a kid and a half. One's still baking in the oven here. My point, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I'm old, so it was now or never. <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations on that. For the kid or for Mad Caddies? <laughs> <laughs> the kid. The kid. Mad Caddies, that's cool too. That's cool too. But um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think you wanted to hear one last song before we wrap this up. So what do you want to hear? Yes, please. I would like to hear. Oh, I lost it in my notes here. Um, so yeah, during the interview, the guys from Autogram were talking about a song that they heard together and kind of was one of the inceptions or you know, what have you for their band there. Um, so I would like to hear Yellow Pills by 2020. And as of this exact second, I have not checked that song out. So. <laughs> Neither have I. I've never heard it. It, <laughs> it could be anything. So. so if you don't like it, you hit up CC and Jim and say, <laughs> guys, what the fuck? But <laughs> all right, man. Well, it was great to have chatting with you. I know we gotta, we'll be seeing each other again here shortly. Yep. Uh, yep. We will be seeing each other for a podcast soon. We're working hard to keep the podcasts coming for everybody. Yeah. We're definitely seeing some increase in, uh, 
in like an increasement. Is that a word? What's the word? Yeah, that's definitely increasement. Increasement. Oh yeah. I don't think that's a no. Word. You just say an increase. <laughs> an increasement. An, an increasement in, can, in uh, followers and uh, listeners. I need to start taking notes on all these bullshit words that me and you mess up, so we can like make a T-shirt one day that has all of them. Increasement. What was the one from? You had a good one last week, and I I'll can't remember back, what it was. I'll go but... back and find it. <laughs> I think I texted you it, but I can't. I can't yeah. remember it offhand. <laughs> all right, so there's been an increasement in the popularity of this podcast. It's just not a surprise to anyone. Like this is quality shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, man. Well, let's let's check out this song and then I will see you again. And I'll see all of you folks, or you'll hear my voice again in another Friday. So thanks for then. listening, everybody. Yeah, stay safe. If the snow finally starts falling where you live, drive safe. And it's cold and flu season. So uh protect yourself if you're sick. You know, take a load off, put your feet up, Let's catch up on some of these episodes you've been skipping. <laughs> Go back and check out, let's see what Regal Fowl has to say here. You know, Boo Radley or let's go. Put the podcast on while you sleep and just absorb it all subconsciously and you'll be surprised at what you say at your next family gathering. <laughs> I'll, I'll just throw some Bill Burr in the middle of this episode. <laughs> and Franklin ass fuckers fuck. all right once again this has been denim radio i'm josh i'm ty stay denimy sinewy dinewy all right have a good one bye one two one two three four
Extra Expire. 